0: A woohoo! A hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary, BGW group void avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us?
0: Hi, villains, and welcome you? to For the Love of Paul McGraw podcast again. Um, I'm back in my office. I'm back in my my studio. Hey. studio. Yes, let's pretend we're very professional. I'm back in my studio. Um, back at the ranch. I'm back at the ranch again, and I'm certainly not in the back in, in the smoking area of uh, of Mike DePuy's pub where I was last time you guys saw me. Uh, that was a long night, believe me. It was a long, long night. But um <laughs> back in the land of the living again and, and delighted to be back here to chat about um about this upcoming Everton game that we have at the weekend. And uh I know Paddy, this uh, it's 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 just another leg in a in a really kind of difficult uh September that we have upcoming and but but I, I genuinely think this is this is something we can get points from this weekend.
1: Well, you know what? I, I was I haven't seen Everton play this season and they they played Monday night and I was playing football, so I, I completely haven't seen anything from Everton this season. So sat down today to look at you know what how they've been getting on and whatever. They've played what four matches, conceded three goals. They've won the four of them, haven't they? Well, they drew at Everton, sorry, five matches. Everton drew at Sorry, they drew at Leeds. <laughs> they drew at Leeds. Um beat Southampton, beat Brighton. Yeah. Beat, they torn, they, they um, haven't really played anyone. Look
0: Leeds aside, oh, no. really. But they haven't played anyone that's that, that's caused them too much hassle this season yet.
1: Mm. Um you just don't know what you're gonna get with everything. You don't know what everything is gonna turn up. Um they're without Dominic Calvert lewin definitely, I'm mm, informed. Sure. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily definitely. uh not necessarily a, a good thing, but look, it's uh you're going to have Richarlison and whoever else in there to 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 give you a lot of trouble. But look, they're they're a good uh, good solid side so far this season, and it's not going to be a walk in the park for me. And I think it'll be particularly low scoring. Um, I don't. I think <laughs> th- I I, I this, think history will tell you it never is. But no, and, I, I think and this time it could be. And like.
0: Like, like, Everton is such a difficult team Like, you know, we always play good games against Everton As in, the games are always There's always something mad that happens in them Whether it's late, late goals or whatever You know, we just go back to, to the Ashley Young goal You know, every time I see a- Aston Villa Versus Everton uh, in a fixture list I just can't help myself from thinking about that goal And I'm sure there's many, many, many people like that That are in exactly the same boat But, like, you you look at Like, the previous six meetings It's been two wins for them, two wins for us Two draws uh, you know it's very evenly matched. It's the it's the longest standing fixture in uh in the top flight of English football, if I'm not mistaken. Aston Villa and Everton, and it's also the Kazoo Derby as well. So there's so much going for this game. This is a historic game at the weekend. But I think there is going to be goals. I know you like we can't defend anywhere near like we could last season. We just don't have the ability to do so. And I think I think the league itself isn't a defensive league anymore it's an interesting one i was having a discussion with somebody today and, and and i think more and more teams are setting up to to just score more goals than the other team and i like if you look at man city man city have given up on keeping clean and uh, wanting to keep clean sheets they they want to go and score five or six goals a game liverpool started this trend you know, with San, with with uh Sane, Salah and Firmino, just go and score tons and tons of goals. United have strengthened massively at the top of the top of the pitch. They just want to go and score tons of goals. As have Chelsea just gone and strengthened the top of the pitch to score tons and tons of goals. And and that's why I like. There's no point in the mid middle teams just going out and playing out nil nil draws and one one draws and whatever. I think both of these teams are going to go for it. and I think that was one of the reasons why. Dean Smith probably looked at our our formation and went our, our formation previous to the Chelsea game and went, you know what, we're not creating chances from play. He changed it around, came up with a deadly game plan. Granted, granted we lost 3 0, but we got 18 shots away, away from home in Stamford Bridge. And 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 look, it might just be a small sample size, but I think there's I think both teams are going to go out there and try and shoot the lights out.
1: I think it might be that could be the case, but like, I, I don't think Everton have the firepower that Chelsea have to go and score three goals on us. Um, but they, I don't know what their big chances was or you know, in the game. I, I only anticipate it was a couple more than what, what they actually scored. So, you know, when you've got players like Lakaku like and obviously us making life easy for them as well, um, for, for their other goal. The, the, these are going to add up. So I don't envisage we're going to make them mistakes at the weekend. And I don't envisage that Everton have the firepower to punish us if we did. But uh, it's it's an Everton side who are in transition on the Rafa Benitez. And so far, he's done a particularly good job. So for that reason, I'm still a little bit sceptical of whether we can go and win it or not.
0: That's another thing as well. Rafa Benitez is just suited to the Premier League. Just what he does just works in the Premier League. Mm. Um, fantastic manager been linked with him before like is he is he past his cell by date i i think i've probably been accused of saying that not accused i've probably been guilty more so to, of saying that before but i think yeah. that like what he does he gets he, like he's their 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 signings uh, at the summer were Damari gray who's just banging goals in for fun and andres townsend who scored an absolute world weekend you yeah. know uh, and and it's just he's just a good coach Benitez, but i think sometimes what happens is you know, some people call him egotistical. I don't know if that's the case. But uh sometimes he just doesn't stick around the clubs long enough to have that long term success like he did in Valencia mm. or Liverpool. But like he's uh um he's a formidable ta- uh, tactician and you know we're gonna be playing against him at the weekend and and, and I think Dean Smith is uh is gonna relish the challenge of, of 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 getting in there and going to toe to toe with to- to- to him on the on, on the touchline just like he did with Thomas Tuchel and like <laughs> It sounds stupid and it sounds pretty mad to say it, but like last 3-0 at the weekend, but Dean Smith won the battle in the touchline.
1: Well, I know we haven't had a, an opportunity to talk about the game at the weekend, but I, I can safely say that Aston Villa have never lost 3-0 and I've got up off my seat and went, that was a good performance and being proud of how they played. And I can safely say that's never, ever, ever happened before. Well, with the exception of maybe Liverpool in the FA Cup last year. <laughs> I think that's about the only time anything like that has happened for me. They were just phenomenal. I was just so enthused looking at it. I'm a lot more optimistic having watched them lose a 3 0 win. And I never imagined I'd be saying those words ever in my life. But I think everybody will agree that, you know, it was just a phenomenal performance. And the one thing that you know, when when I was looking today, there's a there's a website I use for injuries, you know, and I found they're missing Calvert Lewin, they're still missing James Rodriguez, who I believe is COVID, or is trained, is he trained I, today,
0: but he's not going to be, he's not he's going, not to, be going to be fit today.
1: enough. No, he hasn't trained in three weeks or something, so he yeah. won't be he won't be playing. And Fabian Delph is out, which is probably no loss to them. But from our point of view, it's looking like it's only going to be Trezeguet. And Chukwameka, who are carrying an injury, providing we have everybody Davis, back. Well. Sorry, forgot about Davis. Davis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, providing we have the two guys back um, through through the the uh, correct channels through Croatia and back in training, which I presume is the case at this stage, given the fact that we're over seven days since since they were in Brazil. So uh, we'll find out soon enough. I've no doubt, but uh we'll have we'll have the the there we go. Yeah, Pierce before
0: kickoff. Wow. Just a few hours before kickoff. Oh, a few hours before kickoff could be eight a.m in the morning or whatever. Look, I, I yeah, I think I think Emmy Martinez plays. I don't think Bundia gets back into that midfield anyway. Um I don't think well, he does. I don't think I don't think he'd drop play, he knows midfield three.
1: If if they play the same system as they did last week, which they probably will, um I, I think that team that team won't change at all from what from what we saw starting that game last week, but uh, apart apart from the goalkeeper, I think I think that's a no brainer to bring to bring Emmy back in there. He's just a calming influence on the team. Not that Jed did anything particularly wrong in the game, um, but uh, yeah, I'd i agree with Piers there. Definitely Martinez will be in for me. Buendia will have to fight for his place now after heading off to his travels to South America. Let's take a couple more comments
0: there before we go back to chat more about it. But uh, here's one from Humber Digital from Ronan. Uh, first game of the season I'll be heading over to see all the way from Kevin. Looking forward to a great day. A few beers, a pie, and Villa win 2-1. Yet to see Villa lose live at Villa Park. Get him over there more often. There you Let, go. Lads, GoFundMe has <laughs> been set up as we speak to keep, <laughs> keep running in Birmingham. <laughs> for good um, yeah, yeah no, fair well, play, I hope you enjoyed I, I, re- I
1: reckon he could operate home homeboard, homeboard digital from uh, from Aston. what do you reckon yeah why not yeah I hear,
0: <laughs> I hear the internet's good over that over that side um probably better than giving sure, shirt sure be better than than Kevin <laughs> 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 uh no fair play to you listen look I'm as jealous as all hell I, I won't get over this side of Christmas I don't think the way things are going um uh, but uh yeah i hope you enjoyed the day and i hope your prediction comes true because i think this could be any score really at the weekend i really really do mm. um yeah i'd agree if you win if we win you need to stay over there to the next one and so on and so on <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. um matt has gone over as well this has been my first uh, villa game since we beat brighton 2-1 the oh, well. team here about lucky charms going over to
1: this game I hope so. I'm liking I it. Hope. I'm liking it. I'm, I'm just raising it. It's not my first game. I'll have to wait another few weeks. Yeah. When did you say you were going over
0: again? Wolves. I you, wolves. You did. You're going to be mm. over there for Wolves. So we'll have a team sheet tantrum from outside the, outside the stadium with a roving reporter, Paddy, oh, really? um, which will be great crack. Ed uh, says as well that Rafa has definitely got it excuse me, it's definitely got them organized. I, I I agree. I think the three at the back is suits them as well. Yeri Mina and Ben Godfrey and Michael Keane. Ben Godfrey's a fine player. Um, Not everybody's cup of tea. Some people don't like him at all, but uh, I really like him. I, I I think he's, he's gotten off a lot. These game Ben Godfrey and uh, he's somebody, I think that matches up really well to Ollie Watkins at the weekend. And without spoiling what I have a hot take for how we're going to set up this week. Um, uh, remind me to to mention that again, Paddy. But uh, I think that Ben Godfrey is the in the pack. Uh, at this weekend, the weekend against the Aston Villa team. Um, yeah. Tambo says tough game. The first time we might see the plans for this for this season for the team this season. Yeah, actually, with no injuries. Yeah, you mentioned that, Paddy. Hardly any injuries. This could be the first time we see what Smith actually
1: envisioned for this team. Yeah, well I know they're not injured, but we'll probably still have people who are fighting back to fitness as well, as we as we say. But I can't imagine Philogene Bades is going to be up to uh ninety minutes or even or even off the bench if he was in a boot a few weeks ago. But look, we, we can only uh we can only wait for what Dino says tomorrow. But it's it's as close as we're gonna to get to seeing our, our best squad. And who knows, maybe they're maybe they'll all be ready for next week when we play Man U. and then we can then we can judge it then.
0: Yeah, and, and and like I wouldn't be surprised to see the bones of hundred million of talent on the bench either. But uh, you know, one way or another, I think we'll definitely have two 30 thirty million pound players plus really? and Troy and the bench. You know, like we're we are we are this year where Everton were two years ago, and put that's that's. That's to put this in context. Mm. Two years ago, everything went away, and they blew a lot of money. And, and and these these players are still still in their team at the moment, and in around the fringes. Uh, they bought Andre Gomez. They bought Dukore. They bought uh, Bernard, who's gone. They bought um, Iwobi. They spent tons of money. Like I think they spent this was like twenty eight, rising to fifty million on Iwobi.
1: Like, crazy. stuff. You know, at the I, time, I've you'd, you'd probably expect to pay it this year the way things have gone, but at the time, absolutely crazy stuff. Yeah,
0: it was in, in and around that. They weren't the exact figures, but I remember at the time it was eye-watering mm. stuff. Like, and but the funny thing is, it, whenever you hear any of the Everton players men, ask uh, who's the most skillful player in training, every one of them to a man will say Hamas Rodriguez or Alex Iwobi. Mm. I watched the thing recently on, 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 on Everton, and it was kind of like a teammates thing. And more of them said it be than said James Rodriguez, but it was probably about I think they asked like fifteen players. It was probably about nine of them said it be, six of them said Hamas Rodriguez. And you just wouldn't think it to see him. But apparently he's supposed to be a solid, solid guy, real good teammate, and uh and it's supposed to be like a proper street footballer in training, but uh just doesn't translate onto the field in in games, yeah. you know. And we've, we've all we've t- all played
1: we've all played with players like that in training that Are world beaters and put them on a pitch. Uh, on a Saturday, and they just uh, just don't cut it. Mm. So it's uh, it's 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 just one of those things. And you know, I I did actually have a little bit of a snigger when when they signed him for thirty million. I thought it was absolutely crazy for a guy who never really cut it in the past to be paying that amount of money. But then when you think about it, we did something similar with the likes of Wesley <laughs> and and but, Bailey, uh, who we don't know what what what's going to come from him either. So you have to take risks too. But yeah, it's certainly, I, been a, it certainly wouldn't have been a risk. I would have liked Aston Villa to take.
0: No, you have well, not back then anyway. But you have to take. You have sometimes take a punt on athleticism as well because, like, a Wobby's a big. Like, you could you could give Warby six weeks training and throw him into a heavyweight boxing match. You know, he's uh, he's just an athletic freak and a genetic freak, and he's fast and he's got a powerful shot and stuff. It's just sometimes tactics just aren't his thing in playing a tactical. Uh, um. Realm like that, that uh, playing on the wing, playing the wing, you, you you need to be able to go both ways in the Premier League, like so. Uh, so that, that might be his thing, which is a, which is strange. But uh, Gazook says uh, Bundia probably won't start. the The three five two will probably stay. No, I I don't think Bundia starts. I, th- I think he'll be on the bench uh, yeah. at the week weekend. Um, but I, I think I think, that's, this, players. I
1: think this might be the 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 three five two will stay. Um yeah. especially especially against the bigger sides or, or the perceived bigger sides. So I, I reckon he'll play it this weekend with Man United and Chelsea in mind over the next week and spores the week after. So it's about perfecting it now. Um it's similar to how how everything will line up as well. So you kind of have to go like for like if, if if you've got that in your armory to do it, which we have.
0: Pierce says Ings and Watkins to start the pair up front again, or do you guys think the one will be dropped and both Bailey and Troy come into the team? Can't see us keeping the back five. Go, Paddy.
1: Well, as I said already, I don't, I don't see any change. Uh Call it a back five, call it a back three, whatever it is. It worked at the weekend. It, it gave a whole lot of rope to Douglas Louise, which I enjoyed watching. Um, he didn't have to sit as deep as possible. As a result, it strangled Chelsea in midfield. So I enjoyed that bit. I enjoyed John McGinn being absolutely world-class. He was mm. absolutely brilliant. For for once, I agreed with Graeme Soonis after the match, saying how good John McGinn was. He was absolutely outstanding. Jacob Ramsey, probably his best game for the club. Um, I don't say that too lightly because he's he's been he's been great. In, in all but the one game, we played him on on the right wing in, in uh, the end of last season, if memory serves me correct, mm-hmm. where he was kind of lost. Um, so it, it just gave a license for those guys to go and play football that we know Douglas Louise can play football because he knew he had the, the safety net of having those guys behind him. Albeit, we did concede the first goal probably because of it, but the likes of Chelsea will punish you like that. Will Everton do it? Probably not. So I, I will even I envisage that we'll try and perfect this back three at the weekend. Because my hot take, Paddy, that's why I let you go
0: first. So <laughs> I couldn't, I wanted to keep it to the end, but uh, my hot take is going to be that Danny Ings doesn't start this game and it barely starts it. And that we go with a pacey two, we pick up with a pacey two up front and it barely almost plays up top. And uh, I think that the back five, a back three, I don't think it's a back five because of the way the target and cash play, um, obviously, uh, but I think that the back three is here to stay for as long. Uh, uh, well, I think that we're going to experiment with it a small bit more because Dean Smith knows we need a defensive need a bit more steel in midfield. I don't think we could get the defensive midfielder we needed. I, do, I don't think that we wanted to just go and buy any defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. I think the defensive midfielders we wanted, we 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 will like either go back and get in January. And people may say that's mad. Why not push on? now? because I think everybody at the club knows the score. And I think that they know that this isn't the push on year that they always wanted. Like if we get there, fantastic. But I I think that, and there'll always be pressure to, to better last year's result. But I don't think that this is the year that, uh, the after sending Jack, that they were going to just push all their chips into the middle of the table. I think they're willing to wait for the player that they wanted. The back three is, I think stays in place could be 100% wrong but i i think the back three stays in place i think they're three very good footballers they're three footballers that um complement each other and um i think the target and cash going forward is very very important um dean smith called bailey a striker when he first came into the club and not one not two but three occasions called him a striker we've played him on the wing is in uh, in in a 4231 previously um, but I think that we will see him play up top or closer to up top in this game, should I say. And, and I think we could see Danny Ings not start this game just to, uh, on the basis that with having Mina and Mina um, and Michael Keane up there as well as, as, as Godfrey, Godfrey is going to follow around. Um, uh, Watkins is what I think. I think it's just better to have somebody in there that's a bit more pacey because uh, getting in between the two boys, because Godfrey plays in the middle, which is really strange to see a a marker play in the middle, but I think that if we have someone else pacey up there that could cause them awful consternation. Now just sit back and watch me to be horrendously wrong on Saturday because Dean Smith doesn't change his team, but that's why I was alluding to at the start where I said, we'll have 30 million pound players on the bench, but we will one way or another. I don't think that Bailey starts. If, if Ings starts, I don't think Bailey starts. I think if Bailey starts, I don't think Ings starts because I don't think he's dropping Matt Target or Matty mm-hmm. Cash to to bring in any, any new fullbacks if he does no. play with the with the three, the three 5 2 like he did the last day.
1: Barring we pick up any last minute injuries, touch one, mm-hmm. that's not gonna be the case because we fucking had our fill of them now at this stage. <laughs> I don't I don't see any changes. I, I I would be actually pretty annoyed if they changed it because it was just a joy to watch last week. I thought we were phenomenal. And, you know, we we haven't got into it in any great detail, nor are we going to because it's in the past at this stage. But it was really, really, really good to watch. And, you know, people going all in on Mings this week, you know, just remember that all those mistakes come from what happens in front of them. There's loads of mistakes all around the pitch. It's just unfortunate. And look, we all know he lacks a little bit of concentration there. Tell it like it is. But don't go all in on him because it was it wasn't his fault that we lost 3-0 there the other day. That definitely wasn't the case. It was his fault that we probably didn't couldn't get back into the game. It probably yeah. just tipped yeah. the game, just be honest. But uh as far as I'm concerned, when when we're picking a team, Tyrone Mings is one of the first names on the on the team sheet. Albeit yeah. I'm perfectly within my rights to say it was a brain fart, it was a fuck up. Yeah. Get over it, move on. You know, we're lucky that we've a really good goalkeeper to come back in there who probably would have been better positioned in better position to come and get Bingo. that. And that is the mitigating factor in the whole thing. Ball probably could have been played a bit different to Mings in the first place. So there's a lot a lot going on there. But again, Mings was just caught a little bit short in, in his thinking, in my, in my belief. And uh, he put his hands up and accepted blame. And, you know, there will come a time where we'll have to say, well, you know, you can only say sorry too many times. But for me, he's fourth
0: man on the on the team sheet. Yeah. Uh I'm not gonna really get into the Mings thing. People make mistakes, we're not all fallible. Um, you know, yeah, it was it was it was a high profile mistake, it was a shit time just after after halftime and it really killed our momentum. But uh, I think you mentioned something very important there that if he passed that ball back to Emmy Martinez not having a go at Jed Steer, it's certainly not Jed Steer's fault or whatever, yeah. but Govachech Really fast, and Steer wasn't wasn't that fast off his line either. So, mm. but look, put the ball into Rosette if you're if you're in the, if you're uh, in yeah. two and months. And I'm about.
1: absolutely I'm absolutely and sure that Mings was or uh, Jed Steer was told to play it safe as well. There was another occasion there was a ball played over the top, and I've no doubt in my mind Emmy Martinez would have been twenty five yards out clearing that, whereas Jed Steer was waiting on it to go into the box yeah. and giving us all a fucking heart attack. So yeah. I said it at the time that 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 was obviously the case. He needed he was told look, stay to your line and let the lads do their job. So as a result, that probably caught us out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And look, 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 nobody can sit there and say, oh, no, I don't think it was his fault because nobody's saying that. We're just saying that, mm-hmm. look, fuck it, shit happens in love and war. Like, and uh, oh, yeah. so what can we what can we do about it? We can sit here, we can give mm-hmm. out about him for the next 34 games or we can just get behind him and, and see how far we get up the table. You know, yes.
1: Yeah. But as I said, table. there will come a time where, T- apologies aren't going to cut it you know the, oh yeah the, and, and that's a fair point Very fair and, point. and and it, it has been has been a case where every time he makes a mistake he's been absolutely phenomenal after it he just needs to keep it that way and try to limit those potentially game changing mistakes and that's the be all and end all but at the end of the day there's a lot of players in front of them that allowed the ball to get there and that's the problem
0: true magpie one is a villain in Clarny loving the show lads like Paddy I'm really enthused after Chelsky Greetings from Calarney or greetings from Galway, and from Limerick. Into your, I presume you're in your house or in your sitting room or wherever you're watching this. before wherever you are in Killarney, lovely to have you along. Um, <laughs> so that's Kevin guess, and
1: Killarney we have so far. I can only guess. There's a there's a, a GAA team in in Killarney called the Magpies. I presume it's not a Newcastle reference if he's here. No.
0: No, no, no. He's 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 watching a villa a villa fan cast. <laughs> he's not gonna be a villa uh, or a newcastle fan. And even well, if I'm you watch, are you're I'm still more than welcome today. <laughs> you're still more than welcome. Yeah, I was on a Leicester one today for whatever reason. Um, earlier on at six o'clock, doing a match, doing match predictions for the weekend. It was actually a good crack. The boys were eating pizza. See, the boys had a pizza sponsor. I should have asked them what's their secret. Uh, Leicester fan TV or something. They were called. They were sitting inside in the pizzeria getting free pizzas on their way to go and watch Leicester and Napoli. Yeah, free pizzas and beer. And here's us two plunkers sitting at home inside in our studio in, in our office. Neil, oh, no, damn, it was the opposite way around. Not look on <laughs> an office studio. Be professional. See, that's why we don't have sponsors. Fuck's sake. Um, Neil, the
1: day will come where we'll broadcast live from a pub with two duty points in front of us, and we'll that's and yeah. It might get a little bit messy, but we'll have a bit of crack. Down <laughs> we'll do it when all this shit comes to an end. That's what will happen.
0: Exactly, exactly. Dean, good to
1: see you again, man. Uh, very excited
0: to see the lineup formation and bench. Finally, lots of viable options. Absolutely, absolutely. I hundred percent agree. And options is the key word here. Didn't have them yeah. last year. Didn't have them the year before. Didn't have him for the first three game, four games of the season. We have him now. So let's but see that, how we use
1: it. We're seeing the fruits of, of many years of heartache of watching players getting injured and, and not having the backbone there to, to step up. And we've got such a strong underage setup that if something does happen, we have the likes of Ramsey, Carney, Philogene Badet, Kessler Hayden, whoever it may be, Hayden Lindley, uh, Mungo Bridge, all of these players are you know, are there for a reason. Um and plus, we've 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 bought players and we've bought quality, so there's genuine reason to fear now what we bring off our bench, which is fantastic. You know, someone said to me today about i El Ghazi. Gazzie. El Ghazi doesn't even get anywhere near the team at the, the way it is at the moment, and and that's that's crazy to believe that you know that he scored so many goals last season. Um, that's why I don't agree with you with Danny Ings having scored two goals. I don't think he'd be dropped. But anyway, we'll see what happens in the team sheet tantrum
0: maybe so yeah maybe so I, ju- I just think tactically it could be something that that, that maybe he, maybe they look at you know maybe they look at maybe he doesn't drop like they did take him off last week you know, they took him off and maybe yeah. maybe there isn't too much to read into that but uh um it's uh it's definitely something that I think they might they might look at should I say um what else have we going on here what else have we going on here guys uh i'm in the wrong. The wrong page. Anyway, first of all, um, good point. From Ed is I'd like to see Sanson at some point. He's almost like a new sign, and still don't know what his role is in our midfield.
1: I you will make what? a prediction that we will see Sanson next Tuesday night versus Chelsea, and that will be his first start of the season. That's that's what I can see is is on the way for him, and it was the, it's the perfect game to bring him in and see where he's at. So I don't think we'll see him until then. Might get a, a fleeting fifteen minutes at the end of this. We'll see. Hmm.
0: Um, maybe so I, I, yeah, potentially he could be, he could be, so uh, we might, we might even see him over Brundia. um, considering their, you know, their, their, their press players up top, you know, we can play Sansa in the 10th position, like another McGinn and press, press, press like mad with him as well. If, if, if we needed to bring on a player to do that, uh, at, at the end of a game, we could see him. Yeah, for sure. 15 minutes. But like you said, I think we see him next Tuesday night against Chelsea. Um, yeah. Dara, good to see you, Dara, my old friend. Uh, Dara O'Grady, <laughs> um, fellow street footballer. I always found the easy track. Yeah, all those what I'm going to say 420, 422 games for ben and Gary AFC. Some going, some going. I'm going to say you did it four hundred and twenty-two times. If I've pulled that number out of the top of my head, I deserve a pint the next time I see you there. Because uh, that'll be some kind of Rain Man shit that I've done there. If I was able to pull your your appearances, um, out of out of the back of my mind, um, great to see we've such a strong bench this season. Plenty of options depending on how the results go. Absolutely, Elliot. Uh, we were, you know, Elliot agrees with the with the options, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, Yeah, 100%. 100% um, yeah. Uh, Kahuna Gaming. Good to have you on board, man. Uh, we're going to be doing something fun later on. I think over the next couple of months. Um, which will be uh, a bit of crack i want i won't ruin the surprise but uh it might involve uh a limit man and a cartman managing against each other um at some stage <laughs> later but uh just 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 to, to kind of throw that one out um uh, there's loads and loads of stuff there and um, loads and loads of, of comments in here Paddy, i've got a, i've got a quick one for you actually just on i suppose i'm gonna say on that and the reason I'm kind of asking you this is because, because as some of you may know, Paddy has his has his UEFA badges um he has he has ua for badges uh, If I'll, I'll put it he has his ua for badges make makes it sound like you have it all the way up to the pro badge so no, um <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. but we've brought in a couple like we've brought in coaches and and so far we've already seen austin mcfree wasn't here a wet week and we were launching the ball in from maddie cash and and drying it with drying it with the towel and the towel became the 12th man and you know we've seen that and that's something i want to talk about as well in a moment but um thanks is coming and I saw somebody had uh, a, a comment there about it. Unfortunately, I've lost it in the in 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 the my of all the comments there. But thanks uh, um, has come in, and we've changed formation, and we've got eighteen shots on target. And you hear then during the week that he's had one-on-one sessions with Caleb Chukweka. He's had we've had other players. Um, you know, he's been working with them as well. That he's brought up into the squad. Tim Igor bomb timmy timmy. Got, timmy yeah tall timmy we call him uh, because he's a big boy he scored a banger of a goal against uh, i think it was against Norwich um for the 23s during the week he's been working with him as well it's it's kind of interesting the way that the club are playing this that it's it's very much becoming a case of you know we know our our like Dean Smith is there for is there to coach, to coach the defensive side of things um yeah. and we've got Shakespeare looking over the, the i suppose the majority of everything there as well. And then we've got thanks and we've got, we've got uh, Austin McVeigh. So I suppose my question, Paddy is how
1: quickly can a coach's effect be seen? Oh, very uh, quickly, very quickly. And um, you know, the way you often see an initial, um, so say a manager gets sacked and a coach comes in straight away and you see an initial hit yeah. that some players have just warmed to them and, and changed their game and, and up their game. And and that can happen. That can happen on a regular basis. You know, you, you you've seen like people always tell you. Um, I know a couple of players that have played under Sam Allardyce over the years. He's an excellent man manager. So he comes in and tells the players exactly where he sees their strengths being that they're not they're not coming to, and he brings them to that level. And him and all that backroom staff work together and change that. Now I'm just using Sam Allardyce as a as, a, as an example. You know that. You, you look around. It, I, I actually find it phenomenal. If you look at the likes of uh, Oli Solskjaer, he's nearly alone on the sideline for every game. Mm. Never interacts with anybody. Which is which. As uh, if I was a United fan, that would frighten me a little bit. I just, I just think. Well, maybe the players are just drilled that that's the way they're going out, and that's not going to change. Who knows? Maybe they just have too much talent that they, they don't need to talk to them during the game. We're we're on the other hand are, are an up and coming team and bringing in a guy like that. Um, I saw on one of the social media today. Was that him behind uh, Bailey taking a shot with his right foot? Did Ooh, you see him today? It Was him? Yeah. So Tim, we to beat Tim or, or Chuck my ba- Bailey. Bailey was taking a shot with his right foot and the, 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 there was a oh sorry sorry there. yes 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 yeah yeah there was a there was a post on I think it was Twitter the Aston Villa Twitter today. Um, and, and it looked like Danks was behind him it was, it was hard to see because it was kind of fuzzy behind him but I presume that's who it was so he's already working on stuff with the big boys as well boys who are perceived to come in and know their stuff you know 30 million pound players so yeah to answer your question in a nutshell you, you can see that very quickly and all it takes for him is to pick one player change something about that one player and if you were to ask me who that one player was last week it was John McGinn very good. <laughs> yeah, but John McGinn what John McGinn did last week is
0: it's it's not something that we haven't seen from John McGinn and 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 I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. John McGinn, is, this is his fourth year with Aston Villa. The three years previous, John McGinn has played three He's like, he's like played three separate roles, three completely different roles to the year he's played before. He's done it. I, I've, I've done a statistical analysis of it. It's the heat map analysis and stuff like that. It's it's it's, it's up in the way on, on our YouTube page if you want to go back and watch it. But the big thing that we're seeing from John McGinn now is he's been given a bit of freedom. He's been given a bit of freedom in the middle of midfield because Dean Smith has said that he's our best player. Uh, he's he's been our, our best player of the season should i say like we all know what john mcginn can do we see him do it for scotland you know i know he went to that scoring spree for scotland before the euros but mcginn mcginn is is he's very highly thought of as a footballer you know that's a Times lots of people you see it on social media, the bitch and moan about him not having any impact in the game. But he's just he's he's an absolute I can imagine he's a dream to play with if you're if you're a teammate of his because the amount of work he gets through and what he needs probably is a small bit of direction and 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 to be kind of reminded of yeah, you, you don't need to cover every blade of grass. in a a defensive capability, trying to make up for other people's mistakes. And I've said that before. That's probably my biggest criticism of him. Criticism of him is that he runs around, which is great, and I don't want him to stop that. But what he does is he's always the man that's there in the position where someone else should have been in trying to save the day. And I'm torn because you want him to save the day because if he saves the day, he's a hero. But at the end of the day, he's probably sacrificing something from himself and from what he's supposed to be doing. Like you'd never see Ronaldo sprint back in and, and, and save a ball or sprint back in mm-hmm. like where, where McGinn was when, when um, Ishmael Sar crossed the ball in for, can't remember who it was against Dennis probably it was against Watford McGinn was there because he was breaking his ass to get back there and make oh, a be like like you'd, you'd never see Bruno you'd never see a lot of top midfielders I'm not going to call out Bruno Fernandes because you actually might see him there but you never see a lot of top midfielders do that and mm. and and maybe his selflessness at times um puts him in a position where he's, he's he's there to be criticized why didn't he get a block in it you know he got back there yeah, yeah. you just have to run in 55 yards at, Flat out base, you know. So there's always context yeah. to a lot of things with McGinn. But on Sunday we saw him play in a lot more kind of a controlled manner, and and he ran the show inside there. Could you imagine if we had someone like a Kovačić inside there with McGinn? The way Kovačić played the weekend, you know, you couldn't tell the two of them apart, other than the fact that Kovačić slid a true ball into one of the best strikers in the world, and he profited yeah. on a on a on a poor pass back from uh, from a from tyrone Mings, so it swings and roundabouts i think in that aspect and um i'm glad you mentioned john mcginn there and i'm glad that uh you know that you you brought him up in that aspect with regards to the thanks because i never really thought of him in that instance the thanks could have had a, a positive influence on him that way
1: yeah well i think himself and ramsey they, they were the two that I, that I saw playing without fear and literally playing without fear you can you can from time to time see McGinn shit himself that he, he may have lost the ball in a situation and, he, as you say, bust has got run 50, 60 yards to win it back. That shouldn't be the way it is. He, he he should have someone, and there was enough players in there behind him, probably against an Everton that would have been able to cover it against Chelsea, probably not. But it's uh, it, it was a, it was an absolute pleasure to watch John McGinn at the weekend. And that, uh, there's to me, that's the John McGinn that he was the last game I saw him play with that kind of intensity was ironically the day he broke a, a leg against Southampton. He was absolutely buzzing around the park. The referee should have given him a free kick, buzzed out to the sidelines to win back the ball and ends up breaking. He, his won, he was
0: winning the back out of the temper, wasn't he as well? Yeah. Like he was, I was the ref- completely
1: the stuff. referee's fault for not giving the free kick in the first place. But that, that was the last time I saw it. And I worried that we wouldn't see that John McGinn again, but it just goes to show he's, he's I'm not going to say slim down a little bit. He just seems to have worked on his fitness. I can't see much of a dif- difference in his physique, but I can definitely see a, a, a difference in his intensity. Maybe COVID helped him. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't A mm-hmm.
1: um, couple
0: of other pieces here. Actually, oh, I prepared something. Here's a little something I prepared earlier. Shit, completely forgot all about this, guys. Um, let me just take this, and this was to discuss how Everton uh, set up last week. Sorry, I suppose the the positions that they took up more so, than how they they, they set up. Um, talk amongst yourselves.
1: Yeah, uh, Mac Holland there suggested um, he can't see Everton playing three at the back. They they actually took off the one of the central defenders last weekend. It's it's a good point. So. It'd be this is how
0: the this these are the positions that they picked up last weekend. Um, twenty-two being Godfrey, five being Keen, and thirteen being Yerimina, and um, picking up these positions here. So yeah. it, it it was the three at the back last weekend. I know that these two boys are are, are sat up on top of each other, but uh, this is the predominant positions that they that that they took up. So um it was a trade back and 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 just like i don't see us changing our trade back i don't see them changing their trade back either considering that it's uh you know it it kind of worked for them at the weekend as well you know so uh um it's it'll be an interesting one look you know as i see even if they play play only two at the back who do they bring in there they bring in like their their two wing backs to be who luca dean and um seamus coleman Maybe on the right. Who else do they have? I, I can't even think of who they, who else they have to play on the right. Or maybe they play Ben God- Ben Godfrey no, on the left is. and Luke, Luke Dean on the right. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, one way or another, I think that this uh, they'll have those three players that that started at the back in there somewhere. Um, I think the person that uh, like this is the way they set up. I think the person we're, we really need to look out for as well as the the had a super start to the season, has a lot of assists. I think three assists already. The in there. Um. My old mate Andre Gomez with the world's best hair, Um, what a haircut he has! What a, what what an unbelievable head of hair he has! Should I say he's that's, going to be uh, in there? I would imagine.
1: That's Alan, isn't it? Alan sitting in front of the back three, I think.
0: That's Alan. Ducouré is yeah. there. I can't remember which one is Ducure. Uh, Rasharduson, um, uh, Damari Gray, Andreas Townsend. Yeah, so like they 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 will have they will have firepower up there. But I suppose I'm I'm always more when I'm when I'm looking at this. The, the, all, every Premier League team has good strikers you know every Premier League team has, has should have firepower and I mentioned it at the, at the start of the at the start mm. of the podcast that um, teams have figured out that you know you need to score goals yeah look further down the league you go to like Norwich with Timo Puki and Josh Sargent you know Timo Puki has been a shadow of himself this year and Josh Sargent isn't exactly a name that rolls off the tongue um, for a lot of players a lot of people but um, it's it's interesting, you see, as I said, that when we're playing against teams that are like like the likes of Everton who are in fourth in the league, and I think somebody made a point there a moment to go to second highest scores in the league this year. Yeah. You know, it's good. That's why I think there's gonna be loads of goals in this game. Because I think we're gonna score on their back four or their back three, and I think that they're gonna score goals too. But let's bring up how Aston Villa set up last week because we've we're almost in unanimous agreement. That Aston Villa are going to play the play similarly or the same way that they played the last day, and what we can see here is I'll bring it up. Uh, yeah, here we go. So we had Zabi in the mid- playing through the middle, Bings out left, and Kanza out right. Douglas Louis slotted in right there in front of, in front. Uh, which this is this is a nice little uh, bank of people here. I like yeah. this. Um, Cash probably a small bit too high. Um, I think potentially I would like to see him back a small bit further. Uh, same with same with uh. with with target but then again are we then again are we looking at a five at the back maybe maybe this is more profitable here because when we look at it it's it's almost a straight line holding a line across the middle here of four um so realistically i suppose you could look at it at ming's left back um, uh Kanza right back douglas louise and two and Zabi in the middle then you have a bank of four and you have the two boys up front but the way that um the way that they that the team sets up here with ing's in this position here that like you know, if we were to bring in a Bailey in here and swap Bailey and and Watkins, it could it could still work. And I'm not I'm nothing against things. I, I just think that now that we've got options, I think we'll see a horses for courses type of of situation. But I don't see the I don't see Bailey playing out here, even though he did play out there for for Leverkusen for for a period of time. He did play yeah. out there in a Peter Bosch uh, system, which is notoriously difficult, and he takes you no know, prisoners. Peter Bosch apparently he's a bit of a, um, he, he I was going to say something there, but he, he expects expects lots from his players. Put it that way. <laughs> um, I don't see Bailey playing out here, and, and I think that Matargus is is going to hold his position. Um, but it's just going to be interesting with the options that we're going to have inside there. See, McGinn was up very far forward as well, beside Ings. That's no surprise to me. But I suppose you could you could nearly say here that McGinn was wasn't really that far forward, but Ings was more withdrawn into that 10 position, kind of like we expected him to be when we signed him and Jacob Ramsey here. But we're very compact. See the way we're compact here in this instance here. So when we played a fourth, and I wish I actually had an overlay here of when we played four at the back, we used to set up something similar to this with, um, there used to be a gap between our two center halves and it wouldn't be too dissimilar to what we can see here mings was probably a small bit further this way uh Conza was probably a small bit further this way and cash was probably a small bit further out this way when we played yeah. a fork back so what we, were, were, deeper, we at, were
1: deeper than that as well neil
0: i would imagine slightly only slightly mm-hmm. i'd like i don't like just based on memory i think we're only slightly yeah. deeper but what this does is this allows us to pack the midfield where we've had problems so once again I feel that Dean Smith knows he needed a defensive midfielder. He didn't buy didn't go out and just panic buy one because he wants the right one. I think that's very much a staple of Johan Lange as well. Uh for for uh where we are at the moment. You don't want to go just dropping 30 million on players that you know you're gonna have to get rid of and rid of in two years' time. He wants to build something here. So I kinda like this setup here, and I don't think I, I think it lends itself to being difficult to break down. Um although do it look, I know what people are gonna say here, both our goals came from this side. And that's probably where we are. No, there's a there's a, a just a canyon across here. Kovacic's pass was from probably in and around this position. Yeah, just slid it in right in the back here of um, of what you call him of uh, Tunzebe mm-hmm. and and Lukaku came on here. The other one was uh, Mings was cut out more or less in this position. Took him ages to get turned, and by the time the ball got to Lukaku over here, just drilled into the back of the net. So look, it's not a, it's not a perfect science here yet. It's not a perfect science at all, but it's interesting to see the way that we we set up clogging the midfield, but also having platforms to attack. Unlike a team, let's say, like Newcastle, when we did the statistical analysis where Newcastle just clogged the midfield and they have no platform to attack at the moment. That's a really disjointed setup that they have. Although on Ooh. paper, it looks pretty decent. They, they just don't have the players to 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 break at pace and, and and to work at the moment. Or maybe the system just doesn't allow them to do it.
1: Yeah,
0: that's my top and and he worked in you and that. Um. <laughs> so Patty, we're here, we're talking, we're chatting 45 minutes. Uh, we'll get to a couple more comments in the more. Uh, actually, do you know what? We'll get to a couple of comments first. Um before we do that Dara would you look at that it's ridiculous he had 423 games since Sunday so uh <laughs> the old cognitive decline isn't kicking in just yet <laughs> it's not kicking in just yet um, uh, thanks for adds, pizza, <laughs> uh, exercise to pizza Dara exercise to pizza exactly uh, Jacob Ramsey was great last week in a strange way I like these yellow cards last season he would have been knocked off the ball this season he's dragged men to the ground C- couldn't agree more He's he's absolutely been a block in that midfield mm. and very, very sneaky pivotal player for us, I think, at the moment. Sneaky pivotal player. Um, Elliot says that McGinn definitely benefits in a three-man midfield. Villa look more solid in a three midfield. Um, they look more solid in in this three midfield, I think, for sure. Um, you know, since since Ramsey came on against Watford, arguably we you would say we haven't been blown out in any game in midfield since then. Arguably, that yep. we've we've been passive in midfield, but but Watford just went through us like a dose of salts mm. at times in the first half. And Ramsey's come in there, and I just think they're they're a nice unit together. Saying that we didn't have two of them against Brentford as well, and Brentford probably played through us a small bit too in the small instances that they were willing to pass the ball forward and pass it through us as well. But um, yeah.
1: special mention for that yellow card. It was a bloody disgrace. He let the challenges he let go early on and he, go, he goes and books the unflowed, the easy target to settle the game down. You've got, you've got to be consistent. Jesus, we've had our fair share of absolute idiots in the center of the park yeah. this season. Anyway, enough about them. They're going to very Exactly.
0: John Steele fancies us to beat Everton. The Benita's effect with Wayne. Great coach, but I think we can press their defense to death. Absolutely, and we have form. Dean Smith has form against Everton, don't forget. We have, uh, you know, we always have a performance in the bag for them. Uh, I'll never forget Wesley and Muslin Yuri after off the ball there as the ball was played down the side of their yeah. defenders. And I'll say it again, Everton and, and a lot of defenders in the Premier League do not like the ball being played down the side of them. That's another reason why I would like to see Watkins and Bailey in there because that's what you need. If you play the ball down the side of players, you need to have pace to get in, to get in across them, win penalties. That's how Bruno Fernandes wins penalties. That's how, how um, how, how a, a lot of players, you, I suppose, it's an old fashioned way of winning penalties, but it still works. And look, hey, if we go there and we, we win 3 0 and we
1: get three penalties, who's going to complain? No. Shout out, shout out to John there. He, uh, he dropped in a present for for you, Neil. Uh, just explain, explain. I haven't actually got it to him yet, John. He, he just. With COVID and everything else, but he he will get it. I know he kind of said, "Oh, you can keep it yourself," but no, it's going to Neil definitely.
0: To <laughs> and I know Gaz Gaz has given out Gaz Ox has given out
1: that I haven't got rid of the,
0: the Grealish picture yet. It still has the <laughs> X over it, and I've tried to cover his face with a villa with a villa um thing, but uh, up there where the other Grealish poster was, that's where John's present is going to go, um right up there. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Although this whole place will be coming down soon. Uh, well, within the next month or six weeks, I'll be moving into a um, custom-built place, a studio. Yes, not office, studio, studio, studio. Yeah For love of Paul McGrath Towers. Yeah, that's what we call it. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> all you gotta do is just, if anyone send the same friend mail, just write, write, for the love of Paul McGrath, Ireland. It'll get this, don't worry. Um <laughs> uh, uh, This is actually a good point. With the investment I've made in wingers, I can't see Dean Smith continuing with the back three. Horses for courses, as he said. Up the villa. There's a lot of truth in that. There's a lot of truth in that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wonder does he see Traore and Bailey as only wingers based on what he said before? Um, I think that we've
1: discussed many times about, about the likes of uh Bertie playing through the middle and things we'd like to see that could be the case. But I think there's a lot to a lot to be said about what he's just typed there because you know, as I suggested, I I think we'll play three this weekend because it worked so well last weekend, and we're just leading up to the fact that we'll probably play three against Manu and maybe against Spores and then may revert to type with with whatever it is that that he sees as our long term formation, or maybe he sees that our formation will need to change on a week to week basis, on on a case by case basis, mm. which for once. Uh, we're looking now, what are we are towards year in the Premier League, we're looking at a squad of players with the ability to change that into any formation that we like. As pissed off and all as I was of losing Jack, this is where we're at. And I, I think in a year's time, when we see the fruition of everything that's going on behind the scenes, when the young lads are coming through, I think Jack will be pissed off and he'll look back and go, I wish I was part of that. Maybe that's me just being a bit mad, but... That's the way I feel about it. I'm hoping that's the case. Being a Villa fan, you would think that would be the case. But I think we're about a year away from something special. It may not happen this season, but by the start of next season, I think we could be really onto something.
0: Uh, yeah, we better make sure we get the exclusive interview where he says he's pissed off at the fact that, uh, that, that he wasn't <laughs> here. So
1: um,
0: i better get working on that one. That'd be nice, would uh, That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Um... Well, since we hear that's a good point actually from Truman by Bertrand and the whole of his trickery and speed of thought could really work. Yeah. I think the thing would the one thing about Bertrand is though sometimes he has the he has the, the ball manipulated or done or passed or shot before he's even taught himself. I think sometimes I think those feet just work by themselves sometimes, which is not a criticism of him, by the way. I think it's something that makes him actually really beneficial to us in the long run because um, I think Dean Smith wants that. I think he wants predictability, but in the way we set up, like we could go out with three, four, three at the weekend, you know, we could go out with like, realistically, we have a set of players there that we can, uh we, we can manipulate into different formations. As you said, Patty. And like, we were, we were talking about a three, five, two for ages, mm. not really expecting it. If I was to be really honest and the next thing bang. Stamford Bridge, lads, we're going to go down Stamford Bridge there without our best goalkeeper and then Brindia. We're going to play a 3 5 2, and we're going to arguably play the best football we've played all year. So, look, uh, there's a reason why I ask questions about coaches and how they coach and how how uh, quickly they can get their, their message across to players. Let's see what happens at the weekend. I, I'm, I'm I'm buzzing for it, I can't wait for it to be honest with you. Um, it's well, like, uh, the, the mo-
1: uh, the modern day coaches working with individuals, it's not just a team, team yes. effort. They need to be coached on on an individual basis. And, you know, we've seen it, we've heard about it, we've read about it this week, and we're going to see the fruits of it. I'm pretty sure we're going to see the fruits of it fairly soon. And Mm. if we haven't already last week.
0: Exactly. Exactly, just we're going to end with Kieran O'Callaghan. How are you doing, sir? Thanks a million for tuning in. As always, great Great friend of the show is Mr. O'Callaghan, um, and a friend of nearly I would imagine everybody who's been to Villa Park at these stages <laughs> is, is probably uh make Kieran or come across him at some stage. So, thanks a million for popping in. Um, that's going to do it, lads. That's going to do it for today. Thanks so much, everybody for all the questions, all the comments and stuff. We love going down through them. I know I've missed a couple of them there. I'm so sorry. It just went up like a ticker tape at one stage and, and, and yeah. I couldn't remember where I let, where I, uh, I finished off. Um, I'm going to be on location again, doing the team sheet tantrum, probably from my car <laughs> driving this time on Saturday. Um, but don't worry. All road safety, uh, protocols will be taken into account. Um, but uh yeah for the four thirty 30 kickoff uh or sorry the the 4 yeah, team sheet tantrum yeah. will uh will be just that bit too early before i get to where i'm going um but uh listen thanks so much guys for everything you do for the podcast really 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 appreciate it you know and um, thanks for sharing it thanks for you know retweeting it and stuff like that and if you want to do it to this to try and get it out there as well that'd be fantastic um but we'll see you again on saturday We'll be back with a team sheet tantrum, and we will be back with a tactical breakdown. I've just had a mental of day, mental week and work, and to be honest with you, my hangover didn't finish until about 14 minutes before this podcast, <laughs> so uh, I couldn't look at numbers. I would have got them all wrong. Before, um,
1: before, you, before you close everything up there, Neil, just give a quick shout-out to John McGinn, who got a, a bit of abuse at the weekend. Yes. Mindless yes. abuse. It happens. It's a name I've been called many times. Does it bother me? Not in the slightest. But is it right? No. Did it bother John again? Probably not. Nothing he hasn't heard before, but mm-hmm. no place for it. In, in this day and age, no place for it. Goes on a bit too too often for my liking. But look, that's life. Until these people are dealt with appropriately, we're gonna be looking at it forever and just hope that they can. I'm pretty sure they'll find him on camera. Who was doing this? <laughs> it can't be that hard. But there Chelsea have know. Chelsea have a history with these things, so I wouldn't be too sure yeah. that he'd be punished in any way. But look, if you were sitting around and name him, shame him, put him out there, because that's the only way this is going to stop.
0: Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Well said, Paddy. Well said. Regardless of, uh, yeah, regardless of who he is, you know, he should be made. An, everybody that does it should be made an example of. Uh, no place for it whatsoever. <laughs> Right, lads. See you on Saturday. We'll be back with a team sheet tantrum. All that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa.